Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Bobcast. With you, as always, is Bob, live in the lounge, staring at the Ouija board. I've never interviewed a married couple before. In fact, tonight, it's a first in 193 episodes of the Bobcast. I'm very excited. Uh, I met the husband of this power couple probably about two years ago. I was in transition musically, okay? I was in a band called Judah Kim and Assassination, and we were going through drummers, like matches on a windy corner, you know? <laughs> Nothing coming our way, okay? And I'm a bass player, okay? And as a bass player, you know, you gotta connect with this guy on the drums, okay? You can't just get up there on stage and just think, oh, it's gonna work out, no, okay? So he comes into the practice spot, right? Immediately, I say to myself, oh my God, I can do this. We can play together, harness that energy. He's the tallest drummer I've ever been with. And I know sometimes he gets a little emotional when people talk about it. It's like, I'm not going to talk about that tonight. <laughs> but I can say without mistake that his drumming is on point. And then, through the course of being in the musical demonstration together, I met his lovely wife, who also possesses equal but probably greater talent, we'll be honest here, <laughs> on the Bobcast. It goes further. She's no. a great songwriter. She's got a little folk flair, and she's got some of that dark pop that B.O.B. likes so much and is, you know, arts and entertainment. So I'm stoked to have them here in the lounge. And they actually, you know what, I should note, at the top of the show, they brought me insomnia cookies. Okay? No one's ever bought me cookies, so thank you very much, guys. Welcome here to the lounge. How's everybody doing? Good. Yeah, thanks for having us, Bob. Well. Of course. You were here before. You were making the music video with me upstairs on the green screen. Yes. That was such an odd time, you know? It was, uh, we didn't know what we were doing. I was wearing a gold chain. And your drums now have lived in this house. <laughs> For a year, I For guess. For a year. Yeah. And I wonder if your drums have anything of, you know, importance to tell you when you take them back this evening. I, I, maybe some conchy row home ghost. Yo, that sounds like a great band name right there. Conchy row home ghost. <laughs> take a conchy ghost with us. So uh, let's just get down right into it, okay? So I've never interviewed a married couple, okay? I could be your therapist. I could be your podcaster. I could be your friend. I think everybody wants to know, because they're staring at this cover, the couple of the cosmos, is how did they actually meet? And I know a little bit about this story, but I've never pried into it. But you know what? I mean, like, a chance occurrence with music, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, before yeah. we start, I think we need toilet paper, right? We're out of that. So just... Mental note before oh, that's we important. leave here. Are we very important. Um, yeah. Okay. But anyway, I, didn't know that. I will actually. I don't have my pen. I usually have a pen I'm here. Sorry. Okay, but uh, <laughs> I will try to project that to the okay. end of this podcast. Thank you. Um, was it 2012? 2012. February. February. Yeah. Um, okay. Is it on Valentine's Day? Is it really close to Valentine's Day? No, it was at the end of February. Okay. The 25th. It was. All right. So what's going on here? What are we? Uh, well, is this a bar? Is this, this you know where are you? It's a recording studio where we first met. Yeah, I was just <clears throat> out of college, was had a day in the studio that mm-hmm. my ex-boyfriend at the time had got for me as my Christmas gift, mm-hmm. and our friend, our mutual friend, whoa, Josh. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I'm sorry. 
your ex-boyfriend got you a Christmas gift that directly brought you yes. to McNally? Isn't yeah. that funny? Yes. Yeah. Who, uh, Tell yeah, me I, the universe does not I have know. its own real it plan really going does. on here, you know? Wait, what was the gift? It was a day in the studio. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> we're just hit. Well, how many minutes is this? Four minutes and 36 seconds in. And we're already cracking the, you know, the scope here. Okay, so, so you get into the studio. And how is, you know, is John involved? Well, through our mutual friend, Josh Werblin. Who... I met that dude, right? Did I meet him? Yes, you met him in Nashville. Yeah, yeah. sounds yeah. about that. Yeah. He um, was good friends with my roommate at the time, and... Every time he kept hearing me play, he would say, make a record, make a record. And he just finished school for uh, mm-hmm. music. So, so he, wait, you never made a record before? No, until this was my first this, EP okay, okay, that I recorded that day. And he um, it was like my first four songs and we demoed. And I was going to bring in a friend of mine from home who played drums. Mm-hmm. And he didn't get back to me in time. And Josh kept being like, let me get my guy in here. Let me get my guy in here. And I was like, all right, fine. Call him like the night before. And it was him. And he answered the call. He answered the call. He showed up. Showed up. On Wearing a... your Speaker City shirt. That's right. And I mean, like, when John walks into the room, do you think that you'd be shopping later at Target for toilet paper? Not mm-hmm. at all. You know, all these years later? Not at that moment. It's, it's no. a little weird to think back to that day. It is. Um, given where we are now, certainly, yeah. <laughs> Who's his yeah. ex-boyfriend, dude, man? What a, is he cool? Is it before he's his cool. rollover on? Oh, he's cool. All right, oh, yeah. So he, he wouldn't be offended enough. That's so good, great, though, man. Good <laughs> job, bro. Is he married now? He's married he now. Well, good for you, bro. He's See? Not, yeah. Maybe you had to get this studio thing so you could get yourself on the right <laughs> trajectory. <did>. Okay? Because <laughs> we know you're listening. <laughs> I highly um, doubt that. But if he is, <laughs> hey. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. I, you know, I um, I do believe in chance occurrences like that. It really happens, you know. It's it's a strange thing when that happens. Somebody said to me, uh, who was it? I would, I, I remember like about a year before I was in uh, Judah Kim's assassination, I, I moved in next to members of Montage. And they were like, we got this new drummer. His name's Johnny McNally. <laughs> and he's fire. <laughs> and I'm like... Mental note, and I, re- I remember like a year later, Isaac and I like sitting there after we had just tried out this one drummer and just being like, "Call it, call John." Oh. So you always fit in there, getting into you know. <laughs> but um, I can't imagine what it's like to be like a a musical family, a couple. You know, like m- my wife and I, we dance, and I think that's like the the full extent of our. Um, well, sometimes she jams, but what's that like? Both being musicians. Because, like, okay, let's just get to the nitty-gritty. Sometimes it's fun to do certain things and then get behind the kit or mess around with the keyboard. So you guys have downtime that's music. Do you enjoy it or do you quarrel or do you get along? There were some growing pains starting out. Definitely, Like some competitive things going on. Which had to do with, yeah, my last album situation yes mm. <laughs> um so we, we, we yeah. we've been we've been through it but we've been figuring things out but uh i mean we've come out on the upside for sure mm-hmm. we're much Since, stronger for it mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah um and now we're in another band together so yeah secret american okay yeah. popping off it? with 88.5 dudes going east coast west coast <laughs> back and forth <laughs> Dressing like he's ready for some sort of war with lions. I don't know, but I'm down. I'll go watch it. Okay. I love it. It's a big band, too. How many people are in that band? 
Seven. Seven of us. Love that. Yeah. I love, like, you know, like, just like, somebody's like, how many, you know, it's always going to be a question, you know? People will be interviewing you. How many in your band? <laughs> 75. <laughs> That'd be the best. That'd be the best. And you're just 75 people on the stage. And, like, just one person's got, like, a triangle. And they're like, thank you. Good night. That's how. See, that's the stuff that gets people talking, you know? People don't do stuff like that no more, okay? That makes was, a buzz, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. you remember when we were on tour, I wanted to put the air mattress on stage and just take a nap. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> to take a nap on stage? No, it's, like my old band, Downtown Harvest, there was four of us, and we always <laughs> wanted to blow up my air mattress that I took everywhere with me and just not bring the equipment in and just for 45 minutes mm-hmm. lay in the bed together with the microphone and talk to the audience. <laughs> You know, we're tired. We've been on the road. Performance art. We want to talk. Yeah, see, sometimes that's the best when people do that. I don't think people do that enough. But, I mean, so you had never pursued music outside of the the casual room, dormitory, and stuff like that? You never recorded anything until then? Yes, that was, yeah. That was so sure. then after that, then you did the, the next album, and then you got yourself positioned right in there. Yeah. With yeah. Uh, XPN as well. Because you yeah, got that, that vibe, nicely. you know what I mean? And, like... I mean, you're going to harness that vibe, too. And, you know, it's early in the podcast. But, you know, why not bring up the good news first, okay? <laughs> I remember maybe about six, seven months ago, you know, I think I might have said to one of you, I was like, get out of here. Go somewhere where you could do something with yourself. Because here in Philadelphia, I'm sorry, unless you're the Roots, uh, you know, Tasty Cake, it's a hard market, okay? Uh-huh. You can't do Tasty nothing here. Cake. Okay, Tasty Cake's always going to exist, by the way. It's never going out of business. Yeah. I don't care if that factory burns down to the ground. There's probably a, a subterranean facility there's that they a, can get into and just keep them crimpets popping. There's a stockpile. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a stockpile um, somewhere. Man, I went on a tangent there. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, music scene you in Philadelphia. It's so hard, us. okay? I've been a part of the music scene in Philadelphia for, you know, rounded up to 20 years. Why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, it's tough. But when you go somewhere that, you know, the energy of the crowd and like, you know, the feeling of the atmosphere is, you know, all positioning towards live music, you got to go. So, you know, I, I, which one of you want to drop the bomb, you know, here on the, the podcast tonight? Go ahead, honey. Uh, we made the decision, re- well, semi-recently to uh, move to Nashville, um, which would be happening mid-June. We're still we're still fixing or figuring out the logistics, but uh, yeah, that's the word. That's the right decision, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way around it, especially since I've been there and I saw what it is, and I'm just like, what? Yeah, I do recall you saying that? I think it was when we uh, came to watch the Eagles game. Yeah, oh, you know, okay. I think it thing, was. Though, it's just like. Um, if you've never been to Nashville and you're a fan of music or if you play music, you have to go. It's almost like going to, you know, some sort of religious place. I'm not going to get into it so people think I'm, you know, indifferent towards other people because I'm not. Okay. It's a bit of a Mecca. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah. It, but I mean, like what I like about it, too, is like there's music playing on every street corner, you know, mm-hmm. and the singer songwriter environment that you'll do really well in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Will flourish, and then plus you, you can just build the band. Take clone me for Christ's sake. Open that basement door up, bring them up. Clone B O B. I'll go play bass. You know what I mean? That's it. We'll pick up Isaac yes, with the acoustic guitar. Isaac will be like, "It's cool, bro. It's cool, bro. Well, it's cool, bro." But I really did like <laughs> his shorts. Yeah, I wore shorts that night too. Okay. Oh, you wore shorts on that gig. On stage? Yo, yeah. man, when it's hot like that, you gotta wear. 
you know. The Parkway, I, I wore shorts. I made really short jorts that were way too short. We're the Parkway gig, I didn't even last. I, I, as soon as the show, show was over, I just put you the bass gone. in the case and went straight to Suburban Station. I'm talking like right off stage, case, boom. I, I, I hated that gig. And I'm happy, I, I'm happy to tell you, almost you know, a year later, retired from the music industry, that I'm pretty relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> this is my gig, okay? I'm wearing gym shorts right now, by the way, okay? I got black <laughs> socks all the way up to my knees like I'm some 80-year-old man. By the way, I'd like to start that too, Keith. Um, take note, hashtag black socks crew or high black socks or something. We'll spin that later. Um, but yeah, I, I miss playing uh, live, definitely, but I don't miss all the shit that comes around with it. But if I was in a place like Nashville... Where, you know, there's a very good chance, because people are still making records there, you know what I mean? And the industry's alive, that you could do something. So day one, just go right for it. Don't, you know. I plan on it. <laughs> you know, don't waste your time. You know, just get right in there and just hit the ground running, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I'm fully prepared to get my ass kicked with, with the amount of talent that's down there. Um, I don't know. You're, don't see, that's, the, that, see the, no, that's I, the thing I always like about John. John's very <laughs> modest. He and most honest. of the drummers Sometimes I've worked with in my though. life, no, but I'm saying like it's a very rare quality in a drummer because if you could check my repertoire, you may find some of them in there that uh, are a little shifty from time to time. Hey, and you never peed That's like right before true. set. I never did that. Oh, okay. Not where it's like, hey man, we're about to hit it. I gotta pee. <laughs> One is that two, a common drummer <laughs> thing? <laughs> I don't know. I have PTSD. I really do. You know, PTSD. Okay. PTSD. I have musicians PTSD to the fact that I can't even enjoy music live sometimes. You know? In the audience or on stage? I can't. In the audience. Yeah. I'm always looking at every other little thing. <laughs> uh -huh. You know what I mean? I did see oh, Muse, though, and that was really unique just because I'd never seen a light show like that. And they pff, ripped it well, as put, a three-piece. They put millions into that stage. Millions, dude. There was a yeah. skeleton guy. Yeah. What was your first concert, Katie? First concert? Oh, first one God. ever. I don't even know. I mean, I went to see Hanson. That was my first like. You exciting told me that concert. once. That's awesome. And maybe Weird Al. <laughs> I think Weird Al's coming here again. Is he to the Met? But yeah, I always went to see Weird Al. Weird I think Al. it sold out. I think I think we knew that. Remember we were talking about that. He's a, a very unique individual. Oh, the I fact that he would get to be able to parody songs. And get that, you know, he would own that song too. Do you get permission from like call up Kurt Cobain, like, yo, can I do Smells Like Nirvana? Kurt's like, sure, why not? That would never happen today. Weren't there some situations where he didn't get permission? Like, uh, probably. That happens all the time. I feel like Coolio wasn't all too down until the check came. Yeah, Coolio is still, still mad, dude. Uh, yeah. He's still mad. But is, he's, is, have you seen his hair lately? Is it not so oh. cool? Not so Coolio. Woo! Um, what was your first concert? My legit first concert where I made a decision that of something I wanted to go to where my parents weren't dragging me along would be Weezer at the Spectrum. Probably what, what would have been that, that, that was the Green Album tour, oh, I guess. Wow. Was that which, Hatchpipe? Yeah, which to me is still new Weezer. Like yeah. that, That's how long ago I dropped off with that band. Uh, but yeah, that was that was. They're still Pipe. putting out albums, yeah. yeah. What was, okay, what was the last concert? Oh, man. What was the last concert we went to? I mean, we That's saw Radiohead game. last summer. There's had to have been something since then. There definitely has. We just, what was that show at Arbonne we went to? Um, oh, yeah, that looked fun. Oh, um, 
Oh, I'm gonna blank on his name. Know, that happens here all the time. Sometimes, sometimes I stare at that air conditioner right there. See it? That helps. And it, yeah, it helps. Um, and then I start to think. No, 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 no. This dude was in Frank Zappa's band. He played with Talking uh, Heads. Yeah, Bowie. I play with Bowie. Um, darn uh, it. Fruit juice. No, Adrian Ballou. Adrian, that's it. See? Yeah. You did get it, though. Yeah, we did get it. Adrian Ballou. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I get it. You ever read those things on Facebook? It's like, if you go to a concert, it's going to extend your life. (laughs) Do you believe that? (laughs) I think so. Yeah, not your hearing, but maybe your life. Dude, my hearing is shot. Oh, I can't. Shot. My my iPhone, I can't hear when I'm talking on this thing. I got to press it, like, into my skull. It's the worst. Uh, that noise that you hear at the end of the night, it's gone now. I don't have it much anymore. I mean, I get it if I listen to like my iPod too loud or something, but uh, that's just the worst, though, that thing. You wear your protection? <laughs> Not as much as I should. I'm you better get on that train. I know. Late 30s, I it kicks in. It. Kicks in. But how do they equate concert going with longevity? How do they... Was that determined? I think it has something to do with the dopamine release. Uh-oh. So it's like the it's like healthy for you to feel a certain way while um, in attendance with a bunch of people, which to me cr- creates anxiety for me. I don't like being in a place where I can't get out, mm-hmm. where I don't see the emergency exit in the middle of a pit, oh. <laughs> like waiting all day. Like what? I, I mean, I'm trying that. to think. Is there is a, there a band that you would wait all day in the pit? To see and like you know, I'm talking like you got to get there four hours in advance, stand there, wait. No, never. Probably not. Yeah. No, I don't think so. At this age, not no. at this age. Okay, no. No. okay. So get, go back to like the bodies of like a 19, 20 year old where you're like, I'm invincible and this will heal. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I hated that part about myself, man. Injuring myself and be like, oh, I'll be all right, I'll be good. <laughs> and there goes the train, ladies and gentlemen. It has to be 8 p.m. here in the lounge. I remember that train. You're listening to the Bobcast. <laughs> you remember that train? What'd yeah, you, you, I used to live on Elm Street, uh, which is pretty close to the tracks. How about that, Johnny? Yeah. So you remember Ted's place? It's now uh, the taco joint? Yeah, remember Spamps? Used to be a, 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 uh, week, a uh, weekend yeah. brawl every Saturday. Dude, Spamps <laughs> was popping, okay? I remember, what was that song? Uh... I don't care. Remember that song? My wife and I walked I in when that it. song was. Yeah, that song. Iconic I kind of pop, right? Care. We walked in when that song was playing, and the, I never. It was like the whole place was rattling. Yeah, it was Mar- a club kind. Yeah, of. Marcy was at the edge of the bar with like you know her cigarette, just staring off in the space, like ha 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 ha. I'm sorry, Marcy, but you know, it's just what I saw. Um. But yeah, country has changed definitely um, so much that I don't even recognize it sometimes down there on the streets, you know. So where'd you grow up, Morgantown? Uh, Elizabethtown, <laughs> Lancaster County. Why did I say Morgan? Oh, that's where the tornado was. It's on the way. It is. It's on. You pass it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what do you miss about Elizabethtown the most? Well, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, um, and all my mom's side of the family lives on the same street. So still there like, in the country. Yeah, they're still there. I was. We were just there this past weekend. Uh, so I love definitely a nature person. Mm-hmm. It so smells. It smells and looks. You know, you can see the sky up there. You know, all that. Yeah. Nature bathing. It, it, yeah, that's what I miss the most. I think. Um, I definitely couldn't move back to Bumblefuck at this point in my life. It wouldn't be this. So wait, when did you come to the the city life? College, Temple. Once a Temple, and then. That's right, Alice. 
owls in the nest. When uh, I was going to move home, I had to do my summer internship. Um, and my friend from middle school, high school, Will, he went to Drexel. He had a house mm-hmm. and he had a room open and it was $330 a month. Man, can you imagine? <sighs> so I had that for the first three years out of college, which was amazing. So I stayed. Wow. And I'm glad I stayed. Very glad. $330 a month. Yeah. I'm helping my friend right now try to find rent. I haven't seen what rent is since I've been a homeowner for seven years. Mm-hmm. It's expensive, man, and it's a shame. It is. You know? what, this location? This or? location. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. So, Elizabethtown, the movie comes out, and what's your life like that? <laughs> the movie? Oh, yeah. man. So... I'm talking the Cameron Crowe directed film well, starring talking... Orlando Bloom? High school? Like the high school? Well, so that must have been the biggest goddamn thing in the world, right? Oh hey. no, no, no! Elizabethtown, Kentucky, is what you're so thinking. So what? Elizabethtown, so what? Pennsylvania, is not. Yeah, not but on I mean, come map. on, the correlation. If they made a movie called Kunchahawk in Kentucky, <laughs> I'd still go see it. <laughs> I, I thought you were asking me what would the movie be like. No, what was like the vibe at school? People like, yo, you okay. going to see Elizabethtown tonight? <laughs> Cause that's what I'd be doing. No, there was nothing to do out there. We we were there was nothing to do. So I feel like all the high school kids we ended up drinking and doing more drugs than most kids would. Yeah, this like, is the stuff I want to know about. So what exactly did you do? Like go to a field to do drugs and drink? We would all go to my house, my mom's house. So we had sorry. a basement. I'm so sorry. and it was in the middle of nowhere. This is Frank. So my mom, yeah, we used to piss her off, but she knew what we were doing, mm-hmm. and she would rather people like stay there and be safe and. You know, not get caught by the cops. Yeah, my mom's plus always you're, very anti-cop. You're also living in a rural area, so it's hard to get caught there. Yeah, so know? my friends would make their own uh, moonshine, would make their own alcohol. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was terrible. And wait, Will got salvia? We'd do salvia. Oh, God, I remember meat. that. I did that once at like a festival, and I was just like, get me out of here. I don't know. I was always scared to try anything new, but, you know, they would make me. And then one of my favorite things we would do... When we first got our driver's licenses, mm-hmm. there's nothing to do and there's like every fast food joint in E-Town mm-hmm. and then some, we would go through drive throughs and they'd be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> just when they would ask for our order, we'd be like, yeah, can I have um, an order of huge balls? And then we'd just speed <laughs> off and that was our now, And the funny thing about that now is like that exact same thing is making thousands of dollars on Instagram. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and it's just like, what? I used to do that shit too. Yeah, I think we were like the first to pull in backwards. We'd be like, we're confused. <laughs> um, what else did we do? Uh, we were just paying pennies. Ooh. Like we'd order like $22 worth of fast food and just be like, Push! and I think in advance we'd be like in a basement somewhere and be like, yo, lay out 22 pennies. <laughs> $22 of pennies. But yeah, you know, I mean, uh, I guess like we grew up around the city, you know, but the same type of you know upbringing though you know i mean uh it was easy to get away with stuff back in the day because the internet wasn't out there yeah you remember how old are you again sorry i shouldn't ask that i'm turning 30 Ooh, good time to go to nashville boom (laughs) damn it that's perfect well 30 look here's it i i can tell you nine still you're 29 forever you know ever but uh, it's a good it's a good time to go right now because you've got this you know the Philadelphia upstart you know what I mean you're in Secret American you know you're doing your own thing and you know I, I was sitting there one night and I was like yo the band should be called Frank McNally huh 
Yes. 10%. Okay. I'll be your manager. Okay. Frank McNally is coming down, you know, Curl to the ball. stage tonight. And like the cool thing too is like if you think about it, there's all these other bands. I think uh, Bob Mo- Bob Moses or these bands where there's like two first names that are, oh, you would yeah. think and they're girls. You yeah. know what I mean? Frank McNally. Frank <laughs> Or if you have a son or a girl, you know, if you want. Confuser. Confuser. <laughs> McNally Frank. You name her Frankie. McNally Frank sounds like some sort of Frankfurter though. But Frank McNally, Frankie it McNally. sounds like it could be like a part of like the Naked Gun like franchise. It's a better flow, Frank McNally. Yeah. yeah. So that's going to be exciting when you get down there, hit those stages up though. And then you could tour around. You could hook up with the year of October. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, right? You'll be seeing them Saturday, right? uh, Yeah. Okay. They're coming here. They're playing the Grape Street tomorrow night in historical Maniunk and playing <laughs> on Saturday at the Bobcast and Marianne Eve Aronson's Kunchak and Arts Fest. Music hits all, kicks off at 12 till 4 at the Fritz Lodge and also the Marywood Park. It used to be called the Fellowship House, but now they want to call it that. I'm cool with either. But there's a bunch of bands, and I can't really remember them all right now. So you check out the website, okay? Back to the show. <laughs> um, yeah, like the difference of playing, like, you know, the Supper Club versus, you know, somewhere down here. At least those people are, are fans of music, it seems. And not fans of going out and drinking. Yeah, I, that's the part of the scene that I hate it the most too. Is is like, they're not really there to see you. Yeah, they're there to drink mm-hmm. and then watch you drinking. They're not fans, you know. Or like, yeah. I just got so tired of being like, "Yo, bro, can you come see me at the grape?" Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, the, the... and I did every single thing to not have to beg people, people to come pay see you. or like I, you know guest list, bring a toy, a bus, uh, a bus trip, yeah, a bus yeah. trip, yeah, you know. And then I just got tired of that. You know what I mean? Exploiting myself for my art. Oh, it's a thankless job. That's it's the worst sure when is. you exploit yourself. When you exploit yourself for your art, it's just like, mm, grab me that hammer right there. And I'm not going to hurt myself, but I'm going to break this table in half, you know, as an expression of my artistic frustration. And then young people who are playing music, if you listen to this, don't let me discourage you. Because maybe you could do something different. Get creative with it. And for Christ's sake, okay, if you're getting on the stage, make sure... You know you're getting on the stage. Don't get up there and, you know, be like, I'm not really sure where I'm at. Britney Spears, what year was that when she came out, you know? Perform, you know? I was talking to somebody at work about it. He's like, what goes through your mind when, when you're up there? And I was just, or up there, past tense. And I said, nothing. Maybe the most obscure thought, like maybe I cooked the pasta too long that day or something like that, you know? My mind be going all over the place on stage. What are you thinking about when you're playing your drums? Uh, I've I've ran the gamut mentally. <laughs> I've I've had periods of my life where I would be super nervous, thinking the parts over and over. What's you know? the most nervous gig you ever had? Oh, where you're like, oh Jesus! And then you're gonna follow it up with your most nervous gig as well, Katie. Probably the first wedding I ever played, because that really? that father daughter dance that's that's a big moment. Oh, and it's, it's yeah, very, I remember you telling me that. I forgot all about it's that. It's very quiet and drums are super loud, and you know you gotta hit the cues and yeah, that that would be the, that would You're be always a, very tasteful with those things. Though. Oh, thanks, honey. Yeah, but what if like you know he like kicks the, over the hi hat by accident, you know? Or played the wrong song entirely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I've I've been nervous when like I realize I get up there and I'm too drunk. That's about it. But what yeah. about you, Katie? That's the worst. <laughs> by uh, the way, <laughs> you know, you're like, woo! Is he gonna work out tonight? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, tr- I. Yeah, what was the like? What, like, what, yeah, being like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I guess starting out, I used to get so nervous my knees would shake. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't get that anymore. I miss that. I miss that, like in school, being like you know in front of like people. I played the snare drum for like maybe uh, two days. <laughs> I got discouraged. <laughs> I was just like, I can't do this no more. You know what I mean? Like I want to rip it. You know? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Wanna, I don't want to play like you know flares. You know what I mean? Like I want to get down, and dirty. People, I, I feel like more so with drums, they want to run before they can walk. Uh, it just, it's oh, yeah. like visually, it looks like such. An easy instrument, today. an accessible instrument. Mm-hmm. I was explaining to somebody today, like, you know, how it goes with, like, certain drummers that play the goddamn cymbals way too much. Where it's like, case in point, if you want to look it up tonight on the internet. Mm-hmm. David Abruzzi from Pearl Jam, when they're doing the unplugged MTV performance, what's he doing back there? Oh, man. all that, What's he doing back all there? All those hi-hat rolls. Like, <laughs> I'm, think, I'm thinking even flow, that, that drum part. That's mm-hmm. um. That's what I was listening to. Splash symbols everywhere happening. Ding, just a little, and, uh, you know. That's just a bad thing, man. When you got somebody that's just like, I'm not really sure if you know, and it doesn't even care to hear the importance of the first dance. What was your first dance music? Our first dance. Mm-hmm. That's something, something by the Beatles. By the Beatles. Nice. Y'all. We the other day. Weddings are stressful. Oh, beautiful boy. That's a good one. Yeah, weddings are... My, my wife is now becoming a wedding uh, planner. Oh, really? Like, on the side. On the I'm side. Like, oh, it's full, much needed. Full time, and then I'll just book the entertainment, and, you know... But I don't want to work on weekends, you know? That but is, she really likes planning weddings and stuff? She loves it. Doing, That's like, awesome. the arrangements and shit. Um, but, um... Yeah, weddings are super stressful, and it's like it's so bad. Like the stress we put ourselves through for these uh-huh. weddings too, because it's like the photography, the you know this that or whatever, and like oh yeah. my god, dude, what they're going to eat, you know what I mean? And it's it's hard, you know, uh, to, to to get it just right. I mean, I like my wedding, but I've also been to some weddings where I'm like, what's going on here? You know what I mean? Yeah. What's the without naming the people? Describe the worst wedding ever you've been to. You didn't know I'd be interrogating you this evening hmm. on an episode. Well, you've been to a lot more because you were in a wedding event. I, I mean, I've played more weddings than I've attended. I um, haven't attended that many. I, I feel like we dropped the ball during our wedding. Like we didn't have someone managing the like the different events that take place. Yeah. Um. So I'm kind of hung so up on that. So our wedding was people, the worst wedding you've ever been no, to. No. No. I don't mean to compare it like that, but <laughs> I'm, I'm blanking at the hey, moment listen, besides we, that. We have a great story from ours. What happened? If you want to get into that. You tell it. You brought it up. I thought it was a little story. Oh, okay. Well. You tell it. I hired the wedding band I was playing in at the time oh, yeah. to play <laughs> my wedding. Obviously needed to find. Are these friends of yours? Yeah. Yeah. Very good friends of mine. Um, they've. For the most part, disbanded. The the leader's still keeping it going, but it's totally a new lineup now. Mm-hmm. But so I needed to hire a sub to to fill so. my spot. Um, so I asked my old drum teacher, uh, who I probably my neighbor? no, not Pat, not Pat. I should ask Pat. 
Say his last name for me. <laughs> What's that? Say his last name for me in that Irish way that you do so well. Patrick O'Shea. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Great, great guy. Love that guy. <laughs> uh, so I asked a teacher after him. Um, I won't say his name, but yeah, I, I studied with him until probably 22, 23. So it's been yeah. a while since I've seen him. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize he developed drug and alcohol problems to, mm. to a large extent in that time mm-hmm. since not seeing him. Um, and please tell me if I miss anything. Oh yeah. But, um, I will. Don't worry. so the day of he misses intros is pretty much late for the wedding. Oh, wow. Um, so a friend of mine who also played drums had to piece together a kit, um, and, and play the, the intros, like uh-huh. pretty much get the reception going. I'm okay. Thanks. Um, so what's that the, was, what's the intro music exactly? What is that? Like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so ours was the kill bill theme. Remember? Oh, dun, that's cool. Dun, dun, yeah, that's Um, that's cool. So he had to play that like. Had no, my friend who filled in had no idea what was going on. You know, he's just flying by the seat of his pants because the guy I hired was running late. Couldn't even make it to my freaking wedding on time. So uh, what'd you do? Do you have a drummer? He showed up eventually. Like oh, that's the after party. Finished out the reception. <laughs> and what were you like? Were you cool? I was okay. I was distracted by other things. Yeah. Um, so, at you know... The, the reception wraps up. He wanted to keep playing. Is that how it kind yeah, of Yeah, it was like our after-after party because we had our wedding was at my mom's. So oh, we were just having yeah, people camp out. So mm-hmm. it was like the last of us. Like So you got married up there? In yeah. Elizabeth in Elizabethtown, Kentucky? Kentucky, yes. Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Kentucky. Uh, you better all network with Kentucky. <laughs> I heard they do good things. <laughs> but yeah, he kept playing the drum kit and it was like one thirty in the morning. And people kept telling him stop. Uh-huh. I was inside stuffing my face uh-huh. and with just digging out food bowl. And um, <laughs> I guess my one of my bridesmaids slash my male friend, Dave, got frustrated with him and yanked him by his shirt and pulled him off the jump throne. And then that started like a back and forth. Oh, I forgot that's what started. And then okay. this fill-in drummer wow. lost his shit and just started going off. Drunk? Oh. He had to have taken something. <clears throat> oh, wow. I'm you don't know what. F- I'm not sure. I mean, it was evident beforehand, but not until this happened that he was like... So he starts yelling about... What was he yelling? Uh, F- Free the Apes. Free the Apes. He was, he was stuck on that saying that... He was obsessed with saying Free the Apes. Uh, he, <coughs> he started setting off fireworks under, under the tent. tent. Oh, my like God. The, you know, the big tent that you rent? Um, what? Starts yeah. doing like I guess Roman candles were they? I forget. Aww. Did you have to restrain them? Uh, well, this, we were still that's inside. That's the best part. We had gone to bed, and I was like, "Listen, like our friends handled it for us. Thank uh-huh. God, we have wonderful friends." His groomsmen and you know, Davy and my friends just managed him, mm-hmm. and he just kept going off, right, ranting, like ranting. You know how drug mm-hmm. when you're on drugs, yeah. mm-hmm. um, how crackheads on the corner do. You don't even know make, what he's saying. Making no sense. So a completely different person. Finally, like again, Davy. I guess it was my friend got fed up with him <laughs> and punched him so hard that you know would have knocked him out. When Josh tells this story, he says he went straight down to the ground, hit the ground, opens his eyes, 
gets right back up. Oh like man, like a Terminator. Yes. yes. So yeah. then he's then he really starts flipping out, and then he's like, "I'm being attacked." And then he calls the cops. In the middle. Oh my God! Calls so the police. He calls the to police yeah, yeah. Like and tells them that ever. he's being <laughs> he's being attacked and harassed by this family, and he called the cops on himself because the cops showed up and took one look at him and were like, "And they took him." Eventually, yeah, they were like, yeah. you're going to have to come with us. Yeah. How long of an investigation <laughs> did they conduct before they came to the, you know, decision oh. that we got to take this guy off the premise? My, what was Josh say? It was like... The, the famous line from that encounter oh, yes. was uh, that the, the police asked him if he had any weapons on him, and his reply was, only in my mind. No, no, no. Yeah, oh, that's I, the best. I have a, I have a sharp <laughs> mind. Oh, is that what it was? He I said, I have a sharp mind. I have a, or sharp a dangerous mind. mind. That's what he said, dude, that's good. <laughs> we can't even get it right. We can't. So, so what time is this? Like 2, 2.30 in the morning? Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Probably my like Lord. 3 at this point. People have been trying to get rid of this guy for hours. My sister just... even ran up over the hill with a shovel. Yeah. Because my sister has a really bad temper. She's crazy. Mm-hmm. So she's down at her house and she's like, I'm gonna go knock that motherfucker out. She runs up the hill. Yeah, everybody shovel. rallies because like, this is somebody's wedding day. <laughs> it brought you know? all of our friends together. It yeah, that's did. right. It really did. And maybe, yo, maybe that's awesome. <laughs> just like the studio <laughs> gift. That dude came there to bring all your friends together or just to fucking ruin maybe. your wedding. A, <laughs> he didn't ruin it. It's a great story, man. But yeah, it's so weird when people lose it like that, man. And like, uh, I can't help but to bring it up because I saw it on the news this morning. This dude supposedly smokes synthetic marijuana called K2 and he fucking lit himself on fire. And I saw it on the news this morning. What? Did you see this? No. I it's on TMZ.com and uh, apparently this guy was mentally uh, ill and uh, he, he did what he did. And that's all I'm going to talk about it because it's just really brutal to watch. If you got a kid, don't let him watch that at all because it's totally terrifying like is he smoking and it happens and so the the best way i could describe it is like uh the monuments here you know he's on the lawn you know people are like going in and out of the mall and there's two college kids and the one college kid thinks it's like for a movie and then the guy comes into the frame he's on fire and uh he's like no man this shit's real this shit's real then the police swarm in and they put him out but the dude is willingly doing this just like the tibetan monks on that rage against the machine album cover that i love so much damn but yeah, don't do this to yourself and don't smoke synthetic cannabis for Christ's sake. Yeah. It's chemicals that they spray on fucking leaves, man. It's terrible. It's, I mean, who knows what this guy had going on, but who knew what ha- what happened at your um, your nope. wedding as well. But I mean, people get I got like, a, I got like a meth PCP vibe. Oh, yeah. That type that's of definitely. energy. That's the worst when someone's just like, that, that's I have lost. <laughs> <laughs> there is nothing left of me. There you was, know? Yeah. It was skull. It's bad. I dropped the F-bomb on the microphone uh, at my wedding, and I was embarrassed by it because oh, I was drinking. Yeah? I was like, I want to thank you all for fucking coming. Well, and I remember waking up the next morning and be like, Christ. You know, <laughs> father was there. You know, you know better, Bobby. I know. I dropped it. But you know what? It was a good wedding. Um, I've been to some strange weddings where, you know, I've seen fights at weddings as well and all sorts of different things. It's so weird how it's such a special thing, too. You know you know it's special, too. Oh, such you, a build-up. You make sure your phone's uh-huh. off. You know what I mean? There's nothing else left. People yeah. should be getting married every day. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what I mean? No. Don't have black eyes. Just, you know, a country <laughs> arts fest. I'm going to get ordained, okay? Yeah. In the interim between Thursday and Saturday morning, I'll be marrying people out there on the Fritz Lodge stage. If they're okay 
with that type of religious hey, association. Any, yeah. you, know? you can definitely get ordained. It's e- easy. Right? Yeah, I thought about it, but then they got my info, and it's like somebody asked me once to be um, to to wed them, Officiate. and I couldn't because I just I don't know. Couldn't make that jump. I just couldn't at I'm that not time. Sure I wasn't spiritually I sure because you don't want to mock it. I've mocked stuff like that before, and then it turns up bad. You know what I mean? Like mock like ghosts or something like that. I've told you about that before. I mocked ghosts and I felt bad when I saw a fucking ghost. I'm forgetting. I'm blanking right now. I saw a ghost at the school that I used to work at that I cannot name that takes place on a historical property. I opened a bathroom door. I thought I saw a little girl reaching for a paper towel. As I shut the door, I apologized. Oh, I'm sorry. And then like as I was about to shut the door, I realized there's there's nobody fucking there. Hmm. And... uh, I did see it, and it was such a figment of my imagination that, like, you know, it really, I had a, like, you know, I thought it wasn't real, so I, I drew it, put it on a piece of paper, and then, you know, showed people what I saw. They kind of mocked me, made fun of me, mocked the ghost, and then um, about two, three months later, this little girl drew a picture in pre-K pretty much of what I saw and oh, said, wow. I saw this woman. Oh, no. Oh, wow. And that's now maybe the third time I've told it on the podcast. You can go back, check the tape every time it's the same story, okay? <laughs> check the tape. Keith, write that down. That's a good podcast name, too, as well. Check the tape. Check the tape. That's a good podcast. one. I like that. You know? Because everybody wants to check the tape, you know what I mean? Like, prove that the other person's yeah, wrong. Uh, That's yeah. just the worst. Well, now it's, yeah, it's, it's finding how politicians contradict themselves from 20 years prior. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and yeah. then agree with each other? Yeah. It's so bad. Uh, the people of uh, Nashville, you know, they love their America. They'll fight for it, too, you know? Oh, and I boy. think not all of them, that is bad. Yeah. I think some of that's good. When we were down there, I felt, you know, that, you know, they actually love their their lives. Mm-hmm. It seemed like they love their lives because the, the weather's so nice down there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They're just like, I'll do it. All right. It's, I'll go uh, to work. It is what it is. It's all, yeah. It's that slower pace that, you know. There's always the, the stigma. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's moving. Being from Philly, mm-hmm. yeah. Slowing down like our driving. and. When were we there? Like two months ago? Two yeah, in April place? we were there. In April. And uh, maybe heard one person honk their horn yeah. on the road. Nobody honks. Nobody um, honks. Because everybody's ready. I know, drive the freaking to party, party really. every day to work here. So I was really blown away with it. You know, it's such a... It's like an enterprise. It's like New York and Vegas got together and had a you know a baby little girl, and that's Nashville. Yes. I wish I was in Nashville like ten years ago when it was first started, like when Jack White was like, "I'm going to put the record company over there," and then they start doing all this stuff with the reproduction of um, LPs and stuff like that. Yeah. And did uh, you make one there when you went? I did. I made yeah, an I LP. You did. Yeah. yeah. It was about uh, smelling my hoagie. Nice. Nice. I have to play it, play it for you. My brother, uh, it was his lyrics as well, and uh, it was a fun time. I mean, that was something special to record straight to the AC8, you know? Yeah, that's neat. <laughs> you, could, you should do it, and then sell that as the Frank McNally single. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll have to write a song together. Yeah, how many, time, how many songs do you guys have together? None. We don't. Writing? Yeah, none. It's time. I'm, I'm okay. kind of a caveman in the car, musician. On the way there. He just, says he's a caveman, but you're not. No, 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 no. You're making excuses. Yep, see? He's McNow. 
You gotta let yourself rip it, bro. Yeah. Rip it. Let loose. You're gonna you're gonna do good things. You know what I mean? Let them know that you're not you're not standing, okay? You're sitting down, motherfucker. I'm on these drums. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, Bob. Can we talk about that? Because look, Thank I've you. always not liked when somebody is made uh, to be an example of or something like that. Like like somebody always has the snide remark where they're like Jesus Christ, you're tall. You know, how do you deal with that? Uh, I, I just, if it's in public, did it ever bother you in your life? Um, only if I'm stuck in line and I can't like dart out of there. And for the people who don't know you, (laughs) how tall are you? Six, five ish. Okay. But is it always in a grocery line? Every time, right? We should Um, bet on the odds of this. Well, with self-checkout, that's that's what I do all the time. So that that, that doesn't happen. Mm. But if you're in Um, line, it's got to be like what? Two to one? Three to one? uh, Probably five to one. The hot fire. The older older generation loves to point that out. Oh, yes, they do. Yeah. Oh, she gets... Oh, yeah. She gets the... uh, When you're having kids, shit all the time. Mm -hmm. When I work in a nursing home, they all are like... How old are you? Yeah. They think I'm like 19. Mm-hmm. They think I'm 19 I'm too. Sure. I visited Instagram as well. They have no idea yeah. until they see my son. They're like, hmm. Hi, Bobby. That's right. You go all the time. So. Yeah. I, I enjoy being around uh, older um, people in general just for a little bit each week. So I could just, you know, see what it's like at the end. You know what I mean? It's because it's so weird because now I have a kid and it's just like I see how it's so similar. You know what I mean? It's yeah. such a weird thing. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, they need entertainment and I can entertain them. Tell them <laughs> stories, you know. My grandma, uh, she's still got her, her wits. You know what I mean? Like she's she's still with it. And, uh, yeah, we do record here in her old uh, house here in Conchie. You know? What was the name of that band we came up with earlier? Conchie Row Home what? Ghosts. Conchie yeah. Row Home Ghosts. Conchie Rohan goes. Yeah, that's some spitfire. Yo, look at the size of that mosquito bite. I, I gotta, we gotta break the fourth wall here, ladies and gentlemen. We got a big old bug right there in the corner. Oh yeah, that's a mosquito, right? I think it looked at me. Uh, let's, let's see if we can, we can conduct some sort of communication with the mosquito to leave. Did the mosquito leave? Kill operation or? He's over by the window. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we're resorting to. Do you want me to come? Yes, you can. Normally, I don't, you know, want to harm an animal, but I have to tell you, the mosquitoes love me, and if I get bit, I get uh, some sort of. Uh, so this is a play-by-play right, right I got now. Newspaper. Katie's got the newspaper. Mosquitoes in that corner, right over by the paper oh, towels. Nice. Well, that one's big enough. She's to approaching. Water. She's approaching. She's getting ready. She, she has struck. John, what's the commentary? I can't see. Uh, I think He's we got. There, I, I see some guts on the wall, so yeah. had to CSI that one up. We have done it here tonight on the Bobcast. It's the first time we ever killed a mosquito. Really? In 194 episodes. Put the black light on it. Yeah. Man, dude. Welcome. It's summer. If there's one thing that the world could go without for me, it would be mosquitoes. It ruins summer for me. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to get outside. Yeah. And then I come back inside, and no matter what I put on, my legs are covered. You know? Yeah. And then everybody's got something they want you to, you know, like, I've got the remedy. I don't want to know your fucking remedy, okay? (laughs) I don't have time to go shop for your remedy, okay? I can't. I can't even listen right now sometimes when when that happens, you know? I know what I want. I know what what works at at 40. (laughs) My friend Paula, she's a little bit older than me working. God love her. 
she told me this and she was like bobby when you're 40 you don't listen to nobody <laughs> except yourself you've gotten there buddy don't think of this as some sort of death march okay think of this as you've earned the right to say no and that's what i want to say sometimes just no i don't want to do it don't you know? think of this as a death march no um, i've been thinking hard about it but you know i feel good you know yeah it's not the worst. I think the worst is probably 80 <laughs> when everything just shuts down and you're like, oh, man. All right, you're turning 40 then. I'm turning 40 in January. Yes. Of 2020. 20, yeah. So that's 20. the fight. See, I hate being born in January because as soon as the year starts, pff, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I get at least six months. Right off the bat. Get, I get 11. You get 11. 11 so you're and a half. Lucky, dude. <laughs> See, yeah. I wonder, that's something we've just cracked here. I wonder if there's something to that. If you're born in the month of January and you're listening to this, drop me a message. Do you feel cheated out of the whole goddamn calendar system where you're just like, nah, it's not fair that I got to age right away? <laughs> Damn, dude. So what you're- I've the- never been able, you just, both, you both helped me, okay? <laughs> we talk about this. Sometimes the Bobcast is like therapy for me. I find out things about myself, and I never figured that out before. So you're born in 80? I'm born in 80. So I'm always just getting old with the sign of the times. And I'll never I'll never forget how old I am because everything ends with how old I am. You had all of 80. I did. Because yeah. you were born in January. I know some, some people <laughs> have 79, and they hold it over me. Like, oh, Come on. Yeah, man. I was in the 70s, bro. I was for in like the seven 70s. months. <laughs> what? Yeah, I, got you. I was in the 80s for right? six months. Mm-hmm. What do you think the best decade was so far? 80s, 90s, thousands, 2010s. Man. Do you have, a, do you have one? 90s, easy. Love um, the 90s. CNC as Music far Factory? As yeah. Just general Matt's decade or for music? Just in general. I mean, like music too in the 90s, but also mm-hmm. like the way that it was, the communication. You know, like if you leave the house, like you're out. Nobody mm-hmm. can get you. Well, you're out there. Uh, what was that meme I saw? Like, don't you miss the good old days when you could die of alcohol poisoning out in the field yeah. instead of <laughs> yeah, that's being uh, texted or called mm-hmm. like at the drop of a dime? Like, that was the the strangest thing. Though, was just that freedom to experience it and then have it gone. Because to me, it's like uh, I can't imagine growing up with with you know. It right in my face right away. It would have yeah. changed me. Mm-hmm. And now I'll be the old guy telling this story forever about you know Elizabethtown, Kentucky. <laughs> what if I, yeah? The stories so. that we tell. You know, uh, I think the big thing in your high school was John and Kate plus eight, right? They, yeah, oh, yeah, they, they were right around there. They were. Oh, wow, I thought about that today because you know what? My wife net. was like, "Bob, you should really watch it." She was like, "Nah, I'm not gonna watch this shit." And then, like, two weeks later, I'm like, what time does it come on? And why is this dude wearing these shirts? You watched it. His Eddie Hardy shirts, remember? Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. why? He was a mess. Yeah, When the was. show first started, because I went back and watched from oh, the beginning, because yeah. I caught up, and I was just like, damn, he was, like, normal. And then he just lost it. Then he got that, like, crazy-ass, like, RV Cadillac thing for the kids and shit. He just yeah. went into the DJ world. I never And really she did stuff, it. too, as well. She got plastic she surgery. Yeah. You know, she was out there uh, showing things on the beach. She had the let me speak to, your, speak to your manager haircut, like always. Oh, yes. I know. Yes. Yeah. 
Man, that haircut came and went, didn't it? It did. Like that was here. Bob, little yeah. spiked in the back. Yeah. It was so Joan Jett or like, you know, like uh, yeah, it was. the Jetsons is what I kind of thought that that was the Things combo. Things like that. that really, they definitely come and go quickly. I know. The Jennifer Aniston one, I was talking about that the other day, you know? Remember oh, yeah, that op, that layered. Rolling Stone cover, uh, cover where she's uh, she's got the bangs going this way and like it's the first time I think I ever saw somebody's buttocks on a national magazine. Oh, Rolling Stone? I think so. For me, well, I mean, I remember seeing John... Yeah, yeah. John and Yoko, but in my generation, I think that's the first time. And it was Jennifer Aniston on Rolling Stone? Yeah. Is that a song? That was a good cover. It is a song. I don't, Jennifer I don't, Aniston on the Rolling Stone. Is that a song? I don't think so. Should we fucking write that song right now, huh? <laughs> sure. Is everybody still with me out there in Bobcast? Yeah, that can be like the chorus, sure. That's a fucking hit right there. I'm sorry for my foul language, you know, but sometimes I, I can't curse at home. She's not a musician. No. But, but that's a good idea, moments. like, focus on some pop moment like that. Some pop moment. Yeah. And then people will latch on to that. And then the song second. Because yeah. they're familiar with it. I just idea. gave you an idea. Yeah. Anybody can use it. Run with it. Go. <laughs> don't give me I don't want credit. I, I take them and run with them. Just go, because I can't. I'm physically <laughs> I'm bound. As I was just saying with my profane language the other day, my new thing at home is, at home, excuse me, is that I can't say fuck no more. Because my son... Oh, he's soaking that in. And uh, he doesn't say it around me, but he tells my wife. Oh, no. Mommy, daddy says, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he tattles on you? Yeah. He's a a, a little little friend. Yeah. He doesn't tell her when you make him say thank you, but the F word? Oh, yeah. (laughs) But damn, dude, you know? I wish the F word didn't exist is what I was thinking as this was happening to me and I was getting scolded rightfully so by my wife because of my poor vocabulary <laughs> from growing up in the said 90s. But like, I, you know, I'm sorry. Okay. I can't not say it sometimes. It's weird. It just, and know. what it means too is fornication under the crown kink, which is even more crazy given everybody's obsession with Game of Thrones and swords and sandals. <laughs> Right? Cracking the code here tonight. See, tune in each week as we just get by these things. Yeah. And try to figure out more it's about just, our lives. It you all know? pieces together. But yeah, I um, I really hope you guys, you know, uh, do your thing down there. You know, I hope that in like six weeks you're like right at the top of the charts, okay? Yes. You're you know, playing so all the funny. arenas. That's what I've been hearing at work on stuff. It's like, can't wait to see you on the TV when you you're gotta famous do it. You have to do it months. for them. Okay, you have to do it for them. I have to do it for them. I love it. Because yeah, they're all still like, maybe we'll see you on American Idol. And I'm like, nope, you won't. <laughs> you should just try to do your own thing, you know? Yeah. Mix it, but you everyone know? Everyone says that because they don't know what else to say. And that's all they know about singing. Mm-hmm. That's the re- shows. We were saying there should be like a, a recording show like that. Like, because her voice records great. So oh, what's the recording show? Like Tell me now. Pitch me what the recording show is. She's not like a about. belter. So yeah. like a competitive show on who can make the best recording. I don't know. Who but then sing a song most tastefully or then, recording? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Or who just comes through the best yeah. through the, in, the, in the recording. Mm-hmm. That was one of the best compliments um, you've ever given me. Oh. Yeah. It's, yes. It's true, I think. So. Thanks. Making new discoveries. <laughs> Like that. On the Bobcast. <laughs> da, 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 da. I turned my chair for that. Um, <laughs> I would too. 
but yeah, much luck to you because you know it's it's great that you're just going out and doing it. You're doing it both one as a married couple, but two as musicians who are trying to go after their goals and they're going into the right environment. Like when I went to Los Angeles, I thought I was going into the right environment with Capitol Records right down the street from where I was living, you know? Mm. But now Nashville's the place, you know? Go to Austin, hit it hard, you know? You don't have to use the name Frank McNally, I get it, you know? (laughs) But I would like a song called Frank McNally. And Jennifer (laughs) And uh, I would like a shout out in that song. Jennifer Aniston on the Rolling Stone. I'm gonna come up with something. What would rhyme with that before we go? Jennifer Aniston on the ri- <laughs> the Rolling Stone. Surfing on the Safari Chrome. Gives every man a bone. <laughs> in America. Everybody's just like, no. Jennifer we cannot put this. The, the magazine Stone. hits the streets and just everybody is a mess. Yep. In the streets, in oh, the cities. Gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, keep me informed of stuff in the future. Let me know what you're doing. You know, musical releases. You know, come Absolutely. back to the area. I'll be, I'll be happy to see you. Well, we get more rain. Of course but we are. Just as I was wrapping up. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the sign of the times, ladies and gentlemen. You got to get down Stop. with it. Check me out Saturday up here in Country Hawking, two stages. Uh, we got Tiny Vices. We got the Flathead Band. We got Judy Kim. We got Kevin Cox. And we got the fabulous highballs up there at the Fritz Lodge. Check out the others down there at the Marywood Park. It's going to be a great time. It's free. We got classic cars. And uh, anybody that's listening to this, if you got arts or you got crafts or something that you would want to sell on the whim as I post this, message me on Facebook. You can get a free booth right down there on Fat Street. And I'm not kidding. It's completely all paid for you. You can take all the profits. All you got to do is message me. Got it? John, Kate, really appreciate it. Okay. Thanks great, for having us. Good having you on episode. Ripped, yeah. That was another episode of Bobcast.